American corn farmers, a proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing, pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers. Well, hello, everybody. My name is Willie Lawson. Thank you ever, ever super so much for uh, popping into the weekend wrap. You know me. Can I try something different? Uh, normally, the weekend wrap is an audio podcast, and uh, I'm trying to find a way to make it an audio podcast for those of you listening on every imaginable forum that there is out there, um, at least for the time being, and a video podcast as well, because I wanted to share some stuff that I wasn't able to strip the audio for. So uh, how'd you get through the week? <laughs> I hope you got through the week well. Uh, it is, uh, we're doing this and it's Friday night. Uh, we'll probably do, probably do some segment, you know, a couple of segments tomorrow on Saturday or whatever, um, and try to get this to you by Sunday afternoon, I hope, uh, after church or church. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a trying time. We are at today. It, it, we are 17 days, 17 days past election day. And, um, we have not called a winner for this election, uh, on, um, Friday, I guess today, the 20th. Um, Georgia finally certified their findings. And with that, me, a lot of mainstream media is saying, well, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Well, there are legal remedies that aren't even, weren't even available to the president until states actually certify their votes. So no, not over yet. Um, and I've, and, and, and I've said here that that we here need to prepare for every eventuality, of course, and while still supporting the president and his efforts. Again, the for those of you who are old enough to remember, um, Bush v. Gore went out for 37 days. Remember this. Remember this. Remember that uh, nothing is in stone until the electors vote. States will be 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 picking their electors soon if some haven't already and um, they vote on December 14th so we are still uh, a good portion away a month or so away from the electors voting and those votes were counted on January 6th so nothing is done actually until December 14th and we won't really know anything for sure until January 6th. And that is completely and totally constitutional. And and those, those of you who don't like it, well, okay. Okay. You've made your point. You don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I heard you the first time. It's one of the things I used to, that I, you know, that I used to say to my students and I used to say to my son when, when they were small. Uh, and I say to people now, I, you know, when you were complaining at me or you were telling me to do something or telling me that there was something you, you didn't like, I heard you the first time. Just because I didn't react didn't mean I didn't hear you. 
just because I didn't fight fight back with you or, or or go after you or didn't run with all my strength to do what you asked me to do does not mean I didn't hear you. I did hear you. I heard you first time. I know you don't like it. And I know you want Trump to do this and this. And that. I, yeah, I know. He heard you too. But there are but there is procedure that can be followed. And just because you don't see that procedure followed all the time doesn't mean that it's not okay. It's fine. Everybody just chill out. It's the the procedure, the are the policies are going to go into effect and it will work out like it's supposed to, one way or the other. So there. So just chill out. Just chill out. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about uh, early is a lot of states because they tell me that the number of Arona cases are increasing. Now, there are graphs out there that say that the number of deaths is stable, stagnant. Now, of course, we know that the number of deaths that that graph follows the number of cases, right? Cases go up, deaths are the same, and then and then it's happened a couple of times, but it doesn't always happen. Deaths tick up too. So we'll see. We will see. Um, and a number of states have instituted these these lockdowns again. Um, <clears throat> I'm not so sure about lockdowns. They, they, they didn't work the first time. Um, and the Great Barrington Declaration pretty much says that they won't work and they won't work long term. It's something that I, that I have I've called for a long time called movement for movement's sake. I worked in the um, public school system for a long time. And boy, you see a lot of that. Um, if you work in the school system, movement for movement's sake. Um, that whole idea that we have to do something. So let's do this. Whether it gets us closer to our goal or even even further away from our goal. Um, it's movement for movement's sake. That way no one can say you didn't do anything. That way you can put the list up of the things that you did. Not even, it doesn't even matter if what you did made things any better, but you did something, you tried. And I think that's what these lockdowns are all about. Um, it's Most of it's movement for movement's sakes. Um, here in the state of Florida, the governor DeSantis has said that there won't be, there won't be any state um, led um, lockdowns or any state-led mask mandates. Uh, but that won't that doesn't stop. Everybody chill out. See, this is when it gets political, and this is when it gets tribal. That does not stop Mayor, Mayor Castor and the Hillsborough County Commission from deciding that there needs to be a mask mandate or lifting the mask mandate for Hillsborough County and Tampa. It doesn't stop them one single bit. As you see, they have not lifted any mask mandates. They have not. So this idea that they're going to blame the governor if cases in Tampa and Hillsborough County increase is silly. Because nothing is nothing has changed here, really. 
the state has decided that um, the um, that we're in phase four. I guess we've been in phase four for a, um, a month and a half or so. Uh, I don't know something like that. And you know, during 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 Rona time, it's like something happened today or I don't know some other day. Uh, so, but nothing here has changed really. Phase four has said that there isn't any there isn't any, any state mandates on the number of people who can go to a restaurant. But if you go out to a restaurant, what you'll find is that a lot of folks, a lot of restaurants are still practicing limited availability. They still are. They're still requiring masks when you go when you walk in. Now, when you sit down and eat, you can take them off, which is the silliest thing. It's like, it's, it's like a smoking section uh, without a separate room. It's anyway, but that's what they wanted, right? That's what was happening before. But the governor isn't going to require any any, any shutdowns. The governor isn't going to require any mask mandates. So Rick Kreisman of of St. Pete is just virtue signaling his off. I'm trying not to get a, a an, an explicit tag on the uh, in Spreaker, but um, when he can when he can still do whatever he wants to do, the city council can still institute whatever they're going to do. What the governor did did do is like, uh, oh yeah, you you're not going to be able to penalize people for breaking your mask mandate. You're not going to be you're not going to be able to put them in jail or find them ridiculously. You're not going to be able to hold the businesses accountable for it anymore. Sorry, the the baseball bat end end to your plan is not going to be sponsored by the state. So there'll be there'll be remedy for people. So okay. Um. But my question through all of this is this, and I, I'm seeing some of the governors, I think governor in Texas, obviously, and governor of, of, of Florida, and I think we'll see others. Do they know and will they practice their role if indeed uh, Joe Biden becomes president of the United States and starts instituting some national lockdowns or some national mask mandates and that kind of stuff. Will the governors of these states and the sheriffs see? I, I don't think a lot of you understand um, the office of the sheriff. The office of the sheriff is not; it is he is not the police chief of the county police. He's they are not. They have a completely and totally different job. You might notice that in most um, districts and you know in, in most places, the police chief is appointed by the mayor and serves at the pleasure of the mayor. Where the sheriff is not, the sheriff is elected. The sheriff is what we call a constitutional officer, and and the sheriff of Podunk County receives their authority not from the mayor of the local, I mean, the biggest local city or the governor. The sheriff gets their authority from the constitution of the state and the constitution of the country. That's where the authority of the sheriff is. 
The sheriff actually works for the people as a protector of their constitutional rights. That's the that's where the that's where the office of the sheriff is different from the office of the police chief. And I know that in our head, a lot of times we think that it's all the same, right? The sheriff's just the boss of the, of the sheriffs in the county. No, no. And what I'm wondering is, and what you can answer in the comments, is will sheriffs also in states that institute lockdowns and mask mandates and, and the like, Will they find their power? Will they find their authority and exercise their authority as far as the constitution of the state they're in and not follow along and not enforce some of these mandates, uh, some of these draconian mandates that go like at, at Thanksgiving Someone has some. Some of the governors already. Some already said that that people would get tickets. Possibly they would get fined. Uh, possibly and even may lose their freedom up to arrest. Will sheriffs go along with that? Especially because these mandates are not legislative mandates. In almost. Every place in America, governor, mayors, governors, um, county administrators are not able to make law. Laws must be made through the le- legislative process. And it is really in question at this point, are these governors with their edicts and these mayors, with their edicts, actually making law. Is it against the law to open your church if you're not going to do X, Y, and Z? Is it against the law? Let's go back to a case here, and this will get some, and this spot, this. And I don't want to get a whole lot of local aha uh, about this, but this this sort of sticks out in my brain anyway. Um, this summer, um, the River, which is a church here in Hillsborough County, their pastor is Rodney Howard Brown. It's a charismatic church. I'm going to say that because I think it's important. Um, it, it is charismatic meaning it's, it's non-denominational. It's not the local Baptist church or the Methodist church or the Lutheran church or the Catholic church. It is not. It's a, it's a non-denominational charismatic church, uh, Pentecostal charismatic. Um, the people who go there will t- just tell you it's a Bible-believing, um, spirit-filled church. That's what they'll tell you it is. And I agree with them. Their pastor, Rodney Howard Brown, this summer had church services. And there was some video that got out and people weren't wearing masks and they weren't social distancing. They weren't. And they were singing and they were praising God and they were having church. The pastor was arrested by the sheriff. The pastor was arrested by the sheriff. The pastor's crime was not following the local edicts of 
the county commission and a and a board at the time called the emergency planning group an unelected a, a board of they were elected officials but there were no one's voted on the the members of the um emergency planning group they have since disbanded that group and the responsibilities for such things have have moved to the county commission but uh pastor 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 um, rodney ran afoul of the epg and was arrested in, at his home for for such write down in the comments if you think that that was a legal arrest i don't want to hear if you think it, if you think it's the right thing to do because he was being he was blah, blah, blah. everybody who went to the church at the time knew what the deal was everybody was a grown up everybody knew they had done their own risk assessment as adults and went to church that day. So ultimately, Rodney Howard Brown was arrested for having a church service. And in California now, pastors could be arrested for holding church services. Now, owners of strip clubs, not so much. They, they're fine. Strip clubs are fine. Naked people grinding is fine on that pole. The whole deal is fine. But uh, going to church or even having a religious service in your home. Yeah. Will sheriffs enforce such edicts that are unconstitutional in, in that they were not voted on and designed legislatively. And that may seem like a small point, but frankly, in America, that is the point. It's not a small point. And, and you know what? And, and they have to be voted on legislatively, even in a pandemic. Even in a pandemic. Even in a pandemic. The law must be followed, even in a pandemic. Yes, we cannot give up our rights and we cannot just just wantly ignore the rule of law because we are afraid. We cannot. Because it's my view, and it's it's my view, and it's my view and and, and some other people's view as well, um, that if you do, those, those are rights you will never get back. The Patriot Act should be the harbinger of what we're talking about. It's, it's the prime example of what we're talking about. So, I trust that um, governors and sheriffs all over the country will find their feet in their constitutions and stand. I trust, I hope, that they find their feet in, the, in their constitution and stand. Stand for the rule of law. 
especially in places like Mich- like Michigan with Gretchen Whitmer. What the or Wisconsin? Wherever she she's in Michigan, right? Where where is Gretchen Whitmer? Michigan? Yeah. What is she doing? What is she doing? Here, when the mayor instituted the mayor instituted her mask mandate, the mayor, unilaterally. It didn't go through city council. Now, right now, the city council is full of Democrats, so I'm sure that it would pass easily 7-0, and it would be law. Uh, the The vote would just be ceremonial, really. A time to make speeches. So, should they have to do it? Yes. They still should have to do it. But anyway, the mayor has... Um, institute her mask mandate, and she was quoted as saying that even if the science is 100% wrong, it's just a mask. Wear it. Like she, my mama, so. In any case, that's where we are. I, I Again, if you think that um, the sheriffs, governors and sheriffs around, around the country are going to find their feet in their constitutions and stand, comment below. I'm hoping so. I'm not so sure, but I'm hoping so. We'll be back with a little bit more right after these messages. Thank you so much. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier. Here at Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find. I like this flavored gin, but want something new. You'll love this one. <gasps> wow! You're good. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine and More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com. Drink responsibly. B21. Flower Shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. And at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942. And at 727 727- Two three two six nine zero zero. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area. Well, now I have the answer. DBC Tampa. Dot com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. Well, hey, y'all. Um, I wanted to talk to you uh, a, a little bit about something um, during this weekend wrap. 
and this is for your consideration. Um, I was looking through, I work, you guys know that I work at a theme park, and I was looking through uh, our, um, our theme park, IG, <clears throat> and because it's a special time at my theme park right now, started to started on Friday. And I saw um, a comment. And the comment really didn't have anything to do with the special event. It didn't special, had anything to do with that. It was a complaint. And the complaint was that y'all got some racist-ass people working there. Um, it, I mean, it didn't have anything. I mean, it didn't elaborate on what happened. It, and frankly, I just thought, wow. You wonder, a lot of you wonder, why does everything always have to come down to race? Well, I'll tell you. Let me help you with it. It's because a lot of young people have been taught that everything comes down to race. Where do you think critical race theory comes from? Everything is about race. Now, the dangerous part for me is this, is not that white people are going to get their feelings hurt. That's not the dangerous part. The, it, it, and, and the dangerous part is not that there will be people who will be anesthetized to being called racist. That's not the most dangerous part. The most dangerous part is that it takes the responsibility of introspection away from black people or Hispanic people or whomever. It takes away the responsibility of introspection in every situation. And what I mean by that is there's an incident where there's a disagreement. If you can, if, if your brain says, well, the only reason why that person looked at me that way, spoke to me in that manner, um, didn't let me do what I wanted to do at the time was because of the color of my skin. We are in serious trouble because the individual did not look past they they didn't look past their color either. They didn't look past their skin color either. They didn't look at the situation and said, well, maybe this person saw it this way and I saw it this way. Or maybe it's because of the way I addressed them that they responded in such a manner. Nobody did that. The, the victim or the victimizer because everybody could stop both sides stop at the color of skin which is problematical don't you think do you think that's problematical however we have we we have politicians and we have community activists and we have all sorts of people who basically want everybody to stop at the color of someone's skin. Everybody who watches this program has probably seen 
the woman teaching critical race theory, that basically she says that white, she has written on, on, on a whiteboard that says white people are racist. And she has no, she has no intentions on, on sugarcoating it for anyone, she says. Simple. White people are racist. Wow. Well, you know, it's hard to start off a conversation. It's hard to fix anything. It's hard to get people to to see your point when the first thing you say is, oh, by the way, you suck, and you always sucked, and your parents sucked, and your great-grandmama sucked, and um, you're irre- you, you are irredeemable. Yeah, the chances of me making any changes are going to be slim and none. Um, I mean, really, the chances of me changing are going to be slim and none. And at the same time, completely disregarding any behavior, ideals, morals, mores, traditions of one side that may be deleterious in um, their progress. Simply ignoring it like anything negative I do is your fault. You've made me this. Takes away, I mean, it by default takes away any self-power that I have. And I'm not going to let people do that. This this thing is too this this thing life is too difficult as it is, without, I mean, without willing willingly turn on turning over my power, turning over my self power, the the power of my self direction to someone else to anyone else, especially to some person simply by the color of their skin that I don't even know, that I don't have any personal dealing with. Sorry. You don't get that. You don't get to control me. You don't get to make me angry just because you look like you do and I look like I do. You don't get to make me defensive or afraid because you look like you do and I look like I do. You don't get that power over me. You know. And I don't give a crap about a thousand years of oppression. I don't care. I don't care how about that. I don't care. I don't care how people are why I don't care. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I just had a thought. Oh, did you hear? Oh, um, that when I was in college, I was in my, you know, I was 19, 20, 21, 22. I was a guy who didn't care. I didn't care. I, I, I didn't care what you thought of me. I really didn't. You know, you can ask my wife. She'll tell you she, he, when Willie think he didn't care. He didn't care. He really didn't care. I wasn't just seeing you know, people say that, so people leave him alone. No, no. Ask my wife. Ask my best friends. They'll tell you. When I said I didn't care, I was, I was serious. I didn't care. You didn't have any. I wasn't going to let you have any influence in my life at all. Zero. Zero. Nada. Now, some of that was. No, I didn't really care much about me at the time either. I was angry a lot. I had, I had rage. All sorts of things were going on at the time. But when I told you I didn't care, I wasn't kidding. Now it's 
it's worse now. And it's worse now because I don't care. And I don't have the rage, rage or the anger. I don't care if you're white. And it isn't like I'm colorblind because I don't believe in, in what well, I'm colorblind. I don't believe that. I don't believe in that. I don't even believe that's a good idea. I don't care that you're white. I don't care that you're Hispanic. I don't care that you're Asian. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care. I don't. It doesn't make any difference to me. I don't care what you do. I guess I'm getting more... <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm getting more libertarian um, in my older at my older age. I don't care what you do. You know, it's funny. I was at Politicon in 2018. Um, thank you, Shirley Huzar and the great folks at um, <sighs> Urban Game Changers. Uh, flew me out, and I was at Taste of Soul and, and Politicon 2018 uh, in the Democracy Village. And I happened to walk by a libertarian table, and somebody somebody had walked up to the uh, the table about the same time I did, and they asked the person behind the table, "So what? So what's the story on libertarians?" And I said, "Wait, can I answer that? Here's what libertarians are in in a nutshell: they don't care what you do, they they don't want to hear about it, and they dang sure don't want to pay for it. They don't care what you do." But they're, they're, they don't want to hear about it, and they dang sure don't want to pay for it. And the dude said, yeah, in a nutshell, that's about right. <laughs> and I think I'm getting more and more like that um, as, I, as I age. I don't care what you do. And I'll tell you, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, for my Christian friends, I'll tell you. We can no more, they can no more drag me into hell than I can drag them into heaven screaming and kicking. I can still love people. I can still care for them. I can still pray for them. But what I can't do is take on every care. I wasn't designed to. I can say, let's pray for this person and turn that over to God. I can't take that on. I can't take that angst on me. I'm not designed for it. Neither are you. By the way, and neither are you. So, um, so ultimately, I don't care what you do. Again, I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're Asian. I don't care if you're Hispanic. I don't care if you're Indonesian. I don't really, I don't care. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're trans. I don't care if you're, if you're bi or I don't, lesbian. I don't care. I'm not that. Now, by the same token, that doesn't mean that I'm going to march in your parade and carry your flags as if they're my flags. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be an ally because I'm not going to be. It's hard to ally with something or some, something that you don't care about. I'm not going to ally with you. I'm, I'll be honest with you. Now, if you take that certain, uh, you know, some, 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 some kind of way, then nothing, there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not your ally. I'm not. I'm not. Um, but I don't care what you do. So, 
I think that we need to, as we look at race, we need to start, we start looking about, especially about critical race theory and things like that. We start to start, really start looking at what the, what the damage is and where that damage is taking place. And especially as a culture, is it going to be detrimental to our culture moving forward? My thought is yes. But like my grandma said, can't raise grown folk. People are going to do what they do. We'll be back after this. If you are a true blue conservative, small businesses are near and dear to your heart. They are the lifeblood of our life and economy. I believe this, and that's why my florist is not a website or phone number. My florist is Bloomingdale's Flower Shop, Tampa's premier flower shop. At 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida, and at 6835 State Road 54 in Newport Ritchie. Call Christine at 813-933-1942 and at 727-232-6900. She can also be reached on the web at www.bloomingdays.com. One of the things that I get asked most is where can I get information that is not tainted with liberal bias, especially here in the Tampa Bay area? Well, now I have the answer. DBCTampa.com, a website by and for Tampa area conservatives. Tampa's leading conservative voices speak freely at tbctampa.com. And you can too. So join the fun and enjoy the freedom at tbctampa.com. How about now? Hey. Let's close it up for the weekend. You know, you've probably already seen, especially here lately in, in the last weeks, uh, what our future as conservatives is online. Um, if it weren't for Parler or MeWe or some of the others, or even LinkedIn, we'd be pretty much shut out. If Zuckerberg had his way, if um, Jack over at Twitter had had, had his way, and the forces behind TikTok and Instagram had their way, we'd be quiet. We would be completely silenced. And that's just our reality. It's just our reality. Um, there are pushes to end internet censorship, and 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 I think they can, they should go forward. But the fact of the matter is, I don't think they'll do any good. I know I don't really seem all that hopeful today, do I? But I don't think I'll do any good. I think our um, the solution for us was out in front of us all along, and that solution is to go underground. Underground right now is where we should be. Um, way too much being shared in public, frankly. 
way too much. It's super hard to plan. It's super hard to execute if you're going to do all your business in public. And especially, you know, this idea that you could, that you can plan, you can organize, you can execute these, um, these protests, you can execute these, these things without the left finding out about them, that you could do that on Facebook somehow, that you could do that on Twitter somehow. The only thing that we have available to us right now, at least for the time, at least for the time being, because I'm of the mind that it won't always be, are emails and websites. The FBI is actively looking at websites to see see the ones that are, yeah, no, not down, not down with the cause, right? And some of them have been taken over by the FBI already. Uh, uh, so uh, it's a matter of time before most of them are. And again, if you've got email like we do th- through Gmail or some other Google or Yahoo or some other service, it probably won't be long before your our email will be throttled back as well. And if you're getting internet service through one of the major providers, that's also a way that maybe things aren't going to go very well for us for very long. But while we have a number of options available to us, email and websites, we must take advantage of them. So I'm asking you one more time, if you will go to fightbackmedia.com and scroll a little bit down to our contact information, and let's share your contact information. I'm not going to share it with anybody else because it's your contact information that you share with me. So the only right thing to do is use it between you and I, and Paul and I, and the folks here at Fight Back Media. That's it. This is how we're going to support our content. This is how we're going to support our, our endeavors. I don't believe that we're going into a dark winter as has been prophesied by Joe Biden. I believe that we're going into a a a, a moment of enlighten, uh, enlightenment, a very important moment of enlightenment that we need to save the to save the republic. We need this enlightenment. We need this wake up call. We have to understand that Reagan was right. You know, freedom is not passed down from generation to generation. It must be bought. It must be must be taught. And here's here here here's where we are. Here's where we are. Where we have to teach our children. Here's where we are. Where we have to inform one another. Here's where we are. So if you'll just look down. Here on, on, on the crawler, you'll see fightback, fightbackmedia.com. And when you get to fightbackmedia.com, please share your email addresses with us so we can continue to communicate. You with us, us with you. All right, we've got to get out of here because it's super late here on Friday night or Saturday morning. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, I'll take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now.
I might lean back with my feet on the desk to look calm, but in my head I'm wondering, how do I deal with the business side of my new sneaker business? Hey, it's me, your voice of reason, telling you to get QuickBooks. Something's telling me I should get QuickBooks. So you can get paid, run payroll, and know where your business stands from the start. So I can get paid, run payroll, and know where my business stands from the start. Now focus on your anniversary, which is tomorrow. Oh, yeah. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. QuickBooks Payroll, QuickBooks Payments, and QuickBooks Online account required. I offer free samples to look cool on the outside, but here on the inside, I'm stressing over payroll for my new kombucha brewery. hey oh, your voice of reason popping in to say that with QuickBooks, you can run payroll in as little as five minutes. Did you say five minutes? Sure did. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a train of thought to catch. Wait, 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 before you go. Yes? Tips on getting paid? Mm. With QuickBooks, you can send your first invoice in three easy steps. Now that's peace of mind. New business, no problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Five-minute time period based on medium time spent by payroll users. Profile must be set up prior to sending an invoice.